lovers fell victim to the street. Rest in peace, son. Is that heaven for you? Be alive. If I told you that I never thought of that, my niggas, we be the last ones left. But life goes on. How many lovers fell victim to the street? Rest in peace, young nigga. There's a heaven for you. Be alive. If I told you that I never thought of that, my niggas, we the last ones left. Assalamu alaikum, brother. Peace to the God. Peace to the universe. What's going on, man? Not much, bro. Just sitting here uh, watching this new Jamie Foxx special on um, Netflix. Uh, what is it about? Uh, it's a new series called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me. And <laughs> it's, um, I think Jamie, it's Jamie Foxx. Uh, I think it's his biological daughter. And um, what's the guy named from In Living Color? Uh, he plays a granddad. Um, um, which McCullough? David Allen Greer? David Allen Greer. Wow. And then they have a couple other people that I'm not familiar with, but um, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're the main um, characters. So it's a sitcom or, or like a show? It's a um, it's a series. Okay, so it's got reality in it. Yeah, so well, it's comedy based, but yeah, it has reality in it. Cool. Sounds like I should check it out. Uh, well, I, I I wouldn't say not to check it out. Um, <laughs> you, you know, <were> disappointed. <laughs> not well, not disappointed, but. Um, Interesting. Interesting enough, you know, I am not necessarily a comedy person. Hmm. Um, and 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 I and I fought you, and I fought um, the Nation of Islam, and I fought Orthodox Islam for that, and I and I fought the streets for that because all of my life has made me way too serious. And and so um, I think the only time that I'm not serious. Uh, it's probably when I'm drinking. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but 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 even with now doing this podcast with you, even when I'm drinking, I'm still I'm finding myself having to be serious. <laughs> you got to stay on point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you know, it, it's funny because in my study group, um, I'm the only guy in, in my study group, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know the, the women are always like. Oh, this textbook Wayne, uh, text textbook Doctor Moore. You know, he keeps us on. He he keeps his own point. Is you know, because I'm always like, okay, you know, we laugh a little bit or whatever, and I'm like, all right, let's get to this next one. You know, so so yeah, I you know, but yeah, I I I do know that I am way too serious, um, <laughs> most of the time, and. I am aware of it, but it's very difficult for me not to be serious because I, I, you know, I, and, and it's funny because I always tell people, I'm like, wow, if you think I'm serious, if, if you just met my predecessor, uh, predecessors <laughs> before me, like, they were, like, I consider myself like, like not even half as serious as they were. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I I do like some things that are funny, but mm. 
you know, I just remember, you know, you saying things, talk, saying things to me like, you know, um, you know, like, uh, and probably not your words verbatim, but they were very much uh, close to uh, close to this, and you saying like the joke has been on the black man for four hundred years, or you know, mm. black 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 people spend too much time shucking and jiving, you know, right, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, all that type of stuff, and, and so where I probably would have, um, you know, engaged in some less serious things, that reinforcement, you know, during that time. It, it it just you know it, it elevated that to me and I and I was I was thinking after after I got off my my study group I was like wow I I remember like when I first got to South Carolina State mm-hmm. you know I remember um, how serious I was when I got there mm-hmm. I didn't drink I didn't smoke and and all these kids they you know they were ready to party but not. I couldn't understand that. And I was like, well, you know, because I had read all these books and hmm. all this stuff. And I thought that, man, I was going to be among some of the greatest minds <laughs> in the world. The most motivated people. Yeah. <laughs> and I got there. We're going to get this I, thing done. Man, I was so disappointed. Because <laughs> I was like. All they want to do is party. <laughs> I, I, you know, but, but not, not, I mean, some of them were, were about work. But definitely not to the degree in which I thought that college students were, <laughs> and and I remember how disappointed I was <laughs> when I found out that black people didn't read, you know, particularly being on a black ca- uh, college campus. Hmm. And I was so disappointed that I started the first book club, um, <laughs> African well, uh, African American book club mm-hmm. on 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 campus because I wanted to motivate black people to read. Hmm. So, um, that being said, I'm I'm way too serious for my own group. Uh, you say it like it's a bad thing, brother. I think it's um, <laughs> apropos to um, the accomplishments that you have in life. Had you not taken it serious, maybe you would have ended up like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> You do realize that you have a high level of achievement and that there is some type of distinction that um, allowed you to reach that. It may be that seriousness. Uh, how did a young folks say it now? Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think the seriousness works for me mm-hmm. because that's how I, that's how I get things done. Like I, I, I literally, um, for me, I, I literally like zone out or can zone out mm-hmm. and, and just completely get into this, this mode. But it's, it's always been that level of seriousness for me, I think, because even when I was in the streets, you know, my mentality used to be if I die in the streets, it's going to be because they said I, I, I it, it was, it was going to be because I wasn't going to run from it. I was going to run to it. And so the person was going to have to kill me because they were going to have to say, I had to kill him because he wouldn't stop coming. Mm-hmm. So that, that was, that's, that was my MO. That was the way that I, I thought. And I think I turned that same energy the other way when it comes to academics and learning, you know, I, I zone in like that. Yes, sir. But, but 
But the problem with it is, you know, I isolate other people because if you're not on this road to where I am, I'm gonna steam past you. I'm gonna roll <laughs> over you. Yes, sir. It uh, it can be um, it has its good side and its bad side, but I would prefer the uh, the good that you can get out of it if it uh, allows you to be a high achiever. And uh, as as they say in the world, it's nothing personal, just business, brother. Just business, serious business. Speaking of serious business, brother, we've got uh, a lot to talk about this week. Uh, and starting in Prince's beloved uh, state, is uh, I always mix that up. Is it Minnesota? Is the state? Let's get Minneapolis mixed up with. Uh, being the state. It's uh, Minnesota's the state. Um, another killing of a black man for something that should have been diffused. Um, it certainly should not have ended in the death of a person because it isn't that serious. Uh, the uh, young man, Dante, oh my God, I had his name in my mind all fucking day. As soon as this, I get ready to mention it, I get the last. Dan, Dante Wright, there it is. Dante Wright is killed by Kim Porter. Potter, whatever her fucking name is. Um, routine traffic stop escalates into chaos and through that chaos ensues the untimely death of Dante Wright. Um, you want to get into this, brother? We're going to get into it. Um, is there anything on your mind before? How are you doing, sir? Um, I, I, I won't complain. That's good, brother. I haven't had a good week. Um, okay. Speaking of uh, <laughs> children, uh, it, it just um, makes you wonder what all little the um what it's all about that's all i can say about that brother nevertheless we are at the 11 minute mark in the fn universe welcome back to our audience um we hope that last week was entertaining to you i know you don't uh get a chance dr moore to uh listen to these podcasts once they're done but it sometimes took, i do oh, okay it took me all damn week to try to be creative uh we had good content but i'm trying to separate it into little dips so that it's not a whole big three hour long thing which is less appetizing to new or 
audience people if you've never heard the podcast before looking at a three or four hour um show and uh being compelled to click on it is um very unlikely so it, that's why we do it speaking to the audience i know you know we've discussed this before uh, but it took me all up until uh, <laughs> this afternoon to get the last episode cranked out so it's a little harder on me but um i'll make it through okay okay <clears throat> Any, anything you want to express um, or expound upon in terms of um, uh, you saying it was a difficult week for you? Yes, sir. It's a matter of um, life and death. Uh, the choices that we have to make. And uh, if you remember, recall one of the um, segments of last week where I gave you uh a, a scenario where you had just a little time to give me a yes or no answer mm-hmm. and you refused and I, I like that you refused because you saw it as a trap um, but even if you didn't see it as a trap that's just the way your mind works and somehow it has benefited you um, mm-hmm. unfortunately in the case of like uh, Dante Wright his split second decision um, to refuse to cooperate with the police allegedly may have cost him his life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um, before we get into that um, was there anything that you heard from uh, last week or any other podcast or just you heard uh, around your circles that you'd like to discuss before we get into this matter? No. uh, No, I don't think so, bro. Uh, No, I don't think so. I I think I've been pretty much isolated this week. Um, So nothing new, really. I think from last week. Yes, sir. And so here we go. We've got um, about five to ten minutes for the first uh, remaining in this first segment. It is at the 15-minute mark. We can go to 20 or 30, depending on um, where this discussion takes us. Um, Any opening thoughts on uh, Dante Wright, Minnesota, uh, home of the militia men, uh, home of a uh, prince, uh, the artist, home of um, what seems to be a uh, the place of uh, Philando Castile, George Floyd, Dante Wright. Um, I, you know what, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that we thought that Alabama and Mississippi were, um, 
the most racist states. Hmm. I think that we thought that the southern states like Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi um, were the most racist states. Hmm. But I think those pockets um, of places like Minneapolis uh, are places that we are not aware of that racism exists probably on that same level. Hmm. It not only exists, it's um, it's more um, invasive in terms of there's only a few black people here in those um, states. They're pockets of black population. And the majority there, unlike in New York City or in D.C., where you see a majority we're a significant population in D.C. and New York and uh, even in the southern states where there's significant pockets of um, black people. So that type of um, experience that uh, just occurred again in Minnesota is considered an accident. Hmm. A mistake. Because those type of populations are majority white and black people are just sprinkled around those populations in those types of states. Um, I don't think Minnesota is a middle state or heartland, but it's right on the border of uh, central um, North America, the wilderness of North America. In the middle of the United States is what is called the heartland. And that is where they churn out nice white folks um, that will integrate into these states around them and become powerful figures. Well, you know what? Um, I, I, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I think... Um, that incident that took place where the white boy went into the movie theater and killed um, a significant amount of people. I think that took place in one of those states like Indiana or Minneapolis, Minnesota. I think it was one of those states. I think that um, what's the guy um, um, the, 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 the Unabomber. Um, yeah. Those were um, those were Midwest. Those Midwest Midwestern states. That's yeah. what we're calling. Uh, yeah. So I, I I think that um, I think that we need to be very careful when we think about America, and when we think about where racism is prevalent and where it's not, because I think what 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 has happened is we have not paid attention. To America worldwide, and I think that Donald Trump should, his election should have made us do that. I hope I didn't because... suggest that it. <laughs> that no, 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 no. You didn't. You didn't at all. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just talking as I'm was listening to our conversation, mm-hmm. and and in my head, my wheels just started turning oh, okay. in terms of uh, in in terms of um how this country is as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know these these pockets of racism. You know, are, are are not relegated to like these southern states like we historically have right. thought. You know, 
you lived there in New York, and I remember when I was there in New York in the late eighties, mm. early nineties, there were, you know, tons of race mm. racism, you know, and protests right. happening with with um, Yusuf Hawkins and uh, Michael Griffin, right. and you know, just you know, you, you know, and um, uh, Bensonhurst and Howard mm. Beach, you know, just there in New York alone, mm-hmm. you know, and so a lot of times we 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 as people here in this country we, we when we think about racism we think about racism as like this isolated um these isolated e- events that are happening in the southern parts of the country yes, when in actuality these this racist ideology is the backbone of this country that is correct sir you know so matter even here in fra- fabric of, <laughs> of of this country in fact emphatically and so like even here in Washington DC if you go a certain amount of miles north or south you're gonna you're gonna you're going to see them hmm. so if you start to go um, north like you're gonna go towards New York Philadelphia Pittsburgh hmm. you're gonna run into those pockets of racism hmm. right if you start to go south whether you're going to Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina, you're gonna run you're gonna run into those pockets of, of, of racism. Hmm. So unless you're in like the heart of the main city where you might not see it as much, right. but it what it what 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 appears to be is the majority of the country has this racist ideology and it hasn't changed hmm. much. Um uh, just uh, um an, an... A note on the um, the heartland states of uh, refers to the Midwest area, which includes the north central states of the United States of America, specifically Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Ohio, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. So all of that little, I think they call that Hurricane Alley, too. That's where all of the um, the big hurricanes occur, for whatever reason. But but if you but think but think about this too also mm-hmm. is that <clears throat> not long ago, like a couple weeks ago, and then prior to a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. you had an insurrection here that came that didn't erupt that didn't start here, but it it, it came from other places to Washington D.C. Hmm. And then you had an insurrection on the Capitol. Right. Not from people that were here in Washington, right. but people that came to Washington. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we yeah. have had a number of events where people have come from other places and come to D.C. because they feel like this is the place where all the laws and the president live. And so they, they come and drive miles, mm-hmm. miles and miles to Washington, D.C. to bring that havoc here in Washington, D.C. Yes, sir. So none of us, none of us get to escape this, you know, crazy world of crazy. You know, and and, and again, you know, I I, I think that, um, you know, uh, not that you know, but I think that as much as I study Freud, um, in in as much as I differ with um, 
a lot of his social sexual ideology, um, his psychoanalytics, I tend to, you know, agree with a lot more in that he said that, you know, he felt like human beings couldn't be trusted, that human beings um, were deterministic and that they were driven by their desires, whether they were sexual or whatever they were. <clears throat> but human beings were, 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 were people that were like, like almost like Freud didn't like people, you know, for the most part, according to, you know, my research, you know, and in fact, he, he not only did, did he not like people, but I don't think he trusted people. And so um, part of, I think, um, his psychoanalysis and where that psychoanalysis started was like Freud didn't like to be stared at for whatever reason, right? And so he would have people sit on the couch so that they weren't so they weren't sitting across from him. Hmm. You know, and so there was something about Freud and people, human beings, that Freud felt a certain way about them. Yes, sir. And and you know, I I I you know, I see people struggle in the world um, with people, mm -hmm. right, in terms of being able to connect and looking for connections, you know, and struggling to look and struggling to look for connections in people. And, 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 and what's really problematic about that to me is like now we're in this mode of social media. So there's a different type of connection. But it's it's still the same type of connection that we look for prior to social media coming about. Um, we didn't have all of the social media, but people were still looking for connection, mm -hmm. right? In that um, what 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 the um, pandemic pandemic has taught us is that people, um, what the pandemic didn't teach us, um, um, psychology teaches us that people are. Uh, feel have a need to be connected with people and so when you isolate people and people have to stay in the home stay in the house it, it does something to people psychologically hmm. you know and so people start to rebel they have to get out they have to get out they have to connect and social media so shows us the same thing and that's why everybody has like some type of social media because people feel a need to connect the problem with that is <clears throat> that the connection, regardless of whether the connection is dysfunctional or not, people still feel the need to connect. And so what we see happening in social media is people connecting in dysfunctional ways and still functioning or still trying to function. And that's a, that's a broader scale on what happens on a personal scale. The personal scale is we see people trying to connect, even in dis even in dysfunctional ways, people still have the desire to connect. So even if even if it's dysfunctional, people are still trying to connect, psychologically, physically, emotionally, and they're doing and and it's so bad that social media has now been able to publicize that, mm. right? So social media can, can publicize that and everybody can see it. But not only can social media publicize that, you know, and everybody can see it, but reality TV does the same thing. Yes, sir.
and now and now people make money off of it. Indeed. So I I don't know. I don't know if that was um I don't know if that was too much or so, uh, I don't know if you was in um the uh shooter in um the Batman movie theater shooter was James Holmes. Uh that happened in um I think it was uh twenty thirteen. Um killed twelve people. Um, that was in Aurora, Colorado. Good old mm-hmm. Colorado. And uh, Ted Kaczynski, uh, Theodore John Kaczynski, was a former math professor, brother. Um, he was born in Chicago, um, went to the University of Michigan and Harvard University for mathematics, and he gave all of that up to live a life, a simple life as, as a primitive, primitivist, whatever the fuck that means. He's a, rec- a recluse that wanted to live in the mountains of Man- Montana. Uh, so that's why I say it's all relevant um, when we begin to talk about the, this shooter of a black male once again in one of these uh, heartland states, um, not to exclude racism going on in the rest of the United States or the world, but just to focus on motivations, um, news coverage, um, the way it's covered in the news. Because, you know, there are Black people being shot by police and being shot by each other, for that matter. Um, every second of every day. Why some things make the news and some don't is a matter of where you're at. Um, and these types of things in these heartland states were not supposed to be happening. You're supposed to hear about that type of behavior from police officers in uh, southern states. But um, as you precautioned earlier, it also happens in the states that um, you may not imagine racism to be because there isn't enough of us as a population. But that's why it never really makes the news until moments like this. And we are at the 30 minute mark in DFN universe. And that is our first segment. Um, where do we go from here? It will be interesting to see in our next two segments when we come back. I will hit you right back as soon as this uh, first segment loads, brother. Give me like two to three minutes. Peace. Peace to the universe. Somebody help me. Tell me where to go from here. Because even thugs cry, but do the Lord care. Trying to remember, but it hurts. Some walking through the cemetery, talking to the dirt. I'd rather die like a man than live like a coward. There's a ghetto up in heaven in this hour. Black power is what we scream as we dream in the paranoid state. And our fate is a lifetime of hate. Dear mama, can you save me? And fuck peace, because the streets got our babies. We got to eat. No more hesitation. Each and every black male's trap. And they wonder why we suicidal running round strap. Mr. Police, please try to see that it's a million motherfuckers dressing just like me. Only go 
and we are back in DFN Universe. Peace to the universe. Peace to God. You know, brother, um, they taught us in the nation um, the the population and the reason that uh, they were wise enough to teach us the population here in the wilderness of North America is to let us know that we are outnumbered and we have to play a very safe game or it could be the final game that we play. Every decision that you make will be one of life and death. And based on that, that is how we studied in the nation of Islam. Um, so people would find fault that um, we have a policy in the nation of Islam not to carry any weapons, not so much as a penknife. And we also have a policy in the nation of Islam to respect authority. Um, you may not like that authority. You may find that uh, um, that authority to be racist as a motherfucker. But you have to respect that authority in order to save your life. Being in a situation where we're outnumbered. It's a military strategy not necessarily one of whether who's got uh, rights in this country or not. It's just a, a smart thing to do. Um, having said that, um, I wanted to know your thoughts on this uh, shooting of Dante Wright um, and his rights and anything about um, the situation that you find interesting or would like to bring as part of the conversation? Um, it takes me to a time of in history, uh, and we've had this conversation before, but under different contexts. And it was uh, the conversation about Dred Scott. Yes, sir. And Dred Scott uh, initially was a free man. Hmm. And then he was um, taken back into slavery and he wanted to fight for his freedoms. And uh, essentially a court said that black men had no rights that um, white people should respect. And so he was sold back into slavery. Hmm. Now, I want to, because I remember somewhat of the argument in that I think that uh, in our past argument, you were applying that to contemporary day. Mm -hmm. And I think I was probably arguing against that. Um, but what I want to say is that I think that <clears throat> That that is probably a um, that is a situation where people want to try to prescribe to today, mm -hmm. but as a result, 
the, the backlash that Dred Scott didn't get is the backlash that these contemporary people are getting because mm-hmm. we're not permitting that. We're not going for that. Mm-hmm. So as a result, you know, we have a lot, we have, we, we see a lot of protests, you know, and we see a lot of, um, uh, you know, rising up against that, which we didn't see during the Dred Scott case. So um, I, I, I think while the, the South um, may feel like the South should rise again, or that the South never lost a war, or that people in, uh, um, white people in America feel this sense of entitlement, I don't know that they probably ever won't. But I think that we are not our ancestors. We're not our grandparents. And so we are not going to permit the things that our grandparents and that our ancestors permitted. Yes, sir. And how um, how would you tie it into what happened to Dante Wright? <clears throat> In terms of the uh, uh, police officer saying that she thought she had a taser, but she actually had a gun. Uh, anyway, you you would like to look at it. Um, I'm just trying to stay on on subject of this uh, this um, incident. Well, I, I I again, I think that um, I think police officers. Have, are, are trained, but they're trained in a way um, that protects them as opposed to protecting the citizens. I think that the, that, that the training is is the is is the problem. It is the training is taught to protect the police officers, hmm. or at least that's the way it appears to me. Hmm. It doesn't seem as much as the training is is taught to protect the people, hmm. but more to protect the officers. And yes. and so you you constantly get people you constantly get police officers saying I'm saying things like taser 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 you know and then they shoot you or I'm in fear of my life and then they shoot you or, you know or put your hands up and then they shoot you there, there's all these tactics mm-hmm. that seem you know anti um, people but seem pro police officers. So, so it's like all these justifications for if I need to kill you, this is how I can kill you, as opposed to how I can protect you. Because there's nothing about police actions that I see that seems pro-citizen. Because if I pull, if the police pull you over, they pull you over with their gun, with their hand on their gun, or they pull you over pointing their gun. And and so everything that I see in terms of actions, in terms of the police all police officers, it, it seems anti-people, but pro-police officer. Let me make sure that the police officer goes goes home at the end of the day. Not let me make sure that the people are protected at the end of the day. Hmm. I think on the outside of uh, policing America, the United States, there is a open policy of protect and serve 
but the reality, particularly for marginalized people, uh, specifically black people, that protect and serve turns into, oh, I felt threatened. And um, none of that um, protect the police rather than protect and serve um, is going to end up in a good way for black people. Totally agree, brother. It's uh, two two types of um, justice. Um, one where the police say that they are here to protect and serve, and one where they are there to protect themselves from danger. Uh, yeah, alleged. And, and 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 what's crazy about it is, often, um, police are the ones in most cases that have a gun. Hmm. You know, and and so it's like. You, you know, I don't know what the screening is for a person to become a police officer, but I don't know how afraid I've ever been when I had a gun in my hand. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm saying that to say, you, you, you know, like at one point in my life, you know, I, I was pretty much a street person. But as a street person, if I was ever armed, I I, I didn't ever feel in fear of my life. Mm. And so I can't understand a trained person with a gun to mm. feel in fear of their life. That doesn't make sense to me. Of course not. Um, I think um, all police officers are required to take a psychological, take and pass a psychological test before they can be sworn in I that you know what I think we need to check that. I'm not sure that that's the case. Hmm. I'm I'm not I'm not sure that that's the case. And and the reason why I'm saying that is I think that that's an argument going forward, but I don't know that that is that is the case right now. And I want you to take in consideration places like where um your your mom and 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 um, our roots come from, right? Like in, mm-hmm. in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I know people that were police officers. I'm sure they probably could not have passed a psychological test. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, and, Much and, less uh, <laughs> a map. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and they were sure. Kindergarten map. Right. Yes. And, 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 and I don't know any of them in that town um, where, where our family members are from. I don't know any of them that have a college education, even to this day, they have been college educated. I don't know of any. I don't know of any of them that that has been the case for them. Um, in the state of Minnesota, they're given the applicants are given a standardized multiple choice test. Either one they have designed themselves. That would be. Minnesota police or um, one that is commonly used in psychological settings. The most common test is the Minnesota Multifacet Psychological Inventory, MMPI. 
Yeah, that's okay. by that's well that 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 test actually came from um uh the Minnesota viewpoint. And <laughs> it came from William uh his last name is William William Williamson. His first name mm-hmm. is um I think it's uh Griffin Griffith something Williamson. He's actually mm-hmm. the, the 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 father of the Minnesota viewpoint. And so that that uh Minnesota multi uh uh, uh plastic um exam comes comes from him. But that's mostly a, a personality test. Hmm. And he um linked with um Frank Parson. Frank Parson was the pers- was the father of vocational career counseling. And so the reason why that is even incorporated in that is because it had everything to do with career counseling. And so when people were looking for different careers, they were looking um, um, when they were looking for careers that began to be incorporated in career counseling. And so uh, counselors who were helping people look for jobs, that that was what they started to use. Uh, but it came from Frank Parsons, who was the father of vocational counseling. Interesting, very interesting. Um, we are at the 13 minute mark in DFN Universe. Um, I know um, not only the personality test is no measure of uh, how an officer will behave in the field, but it's it's a requirement just so that you can get on the force. I don't know if it's helpful in any way in terms of uh, actual field activity. Um, we do know that Kim Porter, Potter, whatever her name is, is um, she was a training officer. She was the one training officers how to uh, react and behave in the field. She was the the head of that. And she failed when it came to Dante Wright. So she's training other officers. She's ahead of that training and failed. Hmm. Now, when you say she failed, are you saying she failed because she killed someone? Or are you saying? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, that um, speaks a lot the, about this. Started off as, as as a traffic stop. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm reminded of the video you just sent me this week, and some would look at that video that you sent me of of the guy resisting non cooperation with a police officer, and he would see that. Looking at that video, he would see that as this person knows his rights. But it, it's deeper than that. It's not that this person knows his rights, because if you and I tried the same shit that this nigga tried, this white man tried, we would be talked about in the newspaper, in the obituary section. You know what I mean? But um, this guy, this white man that you showed me in the video, not only knows his rights, he knows that he's white. That is what people don't get. 
And we spoke about last week why a person would not cooperate with the police. Especially when they're young, it is it could be a matter of not non not non-cooperation, but you you are talking to me or doing something to me that I am going to resist as a young person, but it shouldn't end in my death. Because when you're fleeing from a person, an officer has no right to say that they are in fear of their life. You are pursuing somebody that's trying to get away. So how you, you could end the pursuit, that would show that you felt that you were threatened and call for backup. Bro, I, I, but you're the trainer of this. But I, bro, I, I think it's very simple for me. Um, it's, it's, it's not about um, knowing your rights. Because if, if, if that person had been a black person, hmm. I don't care what it, whether he knew his rights or not. You, you had a video that you and I discussed last week with mm-hmm. a police uh, a a U.S. officer dressed in army fatigues hmm. with his hands out of the window hmm. doing the exact same thing saying, hmm. look, you know, my hands are out. The, you know, this is what you can do and you, what you can't do. They still hmm. pepper sprayed this guy and, 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 and jacked him out of his car. The, the the difference is this, bro. In my opinion, the difference is this. The difference is when you humanize a person and when you dehumanize a person. Hmm. And 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 the fact that they were begging this white man in this car who had a gun and had his hand <laughs> on his gun. The fact that they were compromising <laughs> with him to say to him, hmm. please. Don't make us do this. Hmm. Please comply. Please hmm. do X, Y, and Z. And and when they had their guns drawn, the guy said, "Look, I am in threat of my life. Hmm. You know, double. You all are on double blue. You know you wrong. <laughs> you 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 know what the laws are. <laughs> the fact that they can hear this from this guy says to me." <laughs> That they could humanize him, that they could mm-hmm. see him as a human being, that they could see him as one of them, as opposed to even though there's a black man in military uniform, mm-hmm. which has historically been the case in, in, in America, in the black American men have gone to war and fought in wars since every war. war. Since every war, and have still come back to this country and been mistreated by the very people that they fought for, and and, and have been mistreated, segregated, discriminated you name it and have fought along lines with all these white people and and have come back to this country and been been treated that same way, survived (laughs) the war, and come back and die, and and have went and, and sacrificed their lives. For hmm. other people in other countries and come back in this country and have been mistreated. I'm saying that what I see is the way that you see 
white people in the way I'm saying the way that white people see white people in the way that white people see black people is different hmm. because you can see a white and, and, and I say that because well I say that because or in, in addition to when you can see Ahmaud Aubrey in Atlanta, Georgia jogging through a community hmm. and you say that and you say to him why is this black person running through this community? He must be doing something wrong. Hmm. We should kill him. We, hmm. we, should, we, we should hunt him down like an animal and kill him. And you do. Right? The same way with Trayvon Martin. They mm-hmm. always get away. Mm-hmm. Let me hunt him down and kill him. Hmm. The same way with, 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 with Sandra Bland. I'm just saying that, you know, what we see in the way that you see, in the way that they see Black people in this country. And that's why when we talked earlier about, you know, being mindful of how we think racism exists in certain pockets, racism is a fabric of this country. It is the fabric of this country, and I think, <laughs> and, and, and I think, the more we try to trivialize it, the the, the more problems that we create for ourselves. Hmm. Ra- racism should, and, and it's so crazy because it, now there's this new spin on racism, where if you're black or you're anybody, you you're black and you bring a racism, then you're a racist. And I don't hmm. know who, and I don't know who created that technology. But mm. but 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 if if you bring up racism, or if you bring if you bring up racist, then you're the one that's a racist. Mm. So let's continue to not talk about. It. Let's continue to not deal with it. And I'm telling you, until America deals with racism and racism in this country, we're going to continue to see what we have because there's a protective shield behind racism in this country. Mm. And 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 until America faces that demon, it's it's like going to therapy, bro. It's like it's like going to therapy. It is like you can act like you don't have no issues. I'm sorry, if you, and that was Miss Program. If you, you can act like you don't have any issues, mm-hmm. and you can continue to bury them, they will not go away, bro. Mm-hmm. They are not. You are not going to get away from those demons. And and we as black people and we as Americans, black and white, have been taught to leave that topic alone. Hmm. To leave that topic where your uncle molested you, hmm. raped you, your grandfather mistouched you. Hmm. Anything that happened in your childhood that was bad, leave it alone. Hmm. In this country, if you want to leave racism alone, I'm telling you, you are a part of the problem. Hmm. Because until you until you address that issue, hmm. those issues in your childhood, in America's childhood, it is going to continue to resurface. Right back in the very town where there's a trial going on already for the murder of George Floyd. Those those, those those demons. Are yes, not sir. going to go away. That's right. And if you come right back up, right? If 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 you you are going 
it, it like for me, you know, what I realized about my life and, and trying to raise children and be married, you know, you have to break those generational curses. Mm-hmm. America has to break that generational curse. It is not willing to do that. Or it has not been willing to do that. You gotta they, face that. They are unwilling to do that. Unwilling. Otherwise, yeah. you're 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 repeating those generational that generational curse. Right. And we are at the 25 minute mark in DF and universe. Unfortunately, Dr. Moore, we're gonna have to end this segment and uh that'll give us one show and then we'll come back for a third segment and perhaps a bonus round. It's early. It's three twenty two AM in DF and Universe. We're talking about uh, Dante Wright, uh, Minnesota, and the militia. We'll be right back after these messages. Peace to the universe. Who you call it, rapist? Ain't that a bitch, you devils? A so two faced it. Wanna see me locked in chains? Dropped in shame and get sock bodies, crooked cops again. Fucking with the young black male. Trying to stack mail and um, stay away from the black jails. Told the judge I'm in danger. And that's why I had that four five with one in the chamber. Fuck the world. They're trying to say that I don't care. Both up screaming, fuck the world. They're trying to say that I don't care. Just woke up and screamed, fuck the world. They're trying to say that I don't care. 